This is the Praying with the Eyes podcast, episode 49, The Three Amigos, part two, Worshiping Christ. In this edition of the Praying with the Eyes podcast, I'm joined by Pastor Jeffrey Mines, the Director of Worship Ministries here at Holy Cross Lutheran Church. We talk about worship in the context of growing deeper in our relationship with Christ and serving others. A little later in the podcast, we're joined by our DCE, Dan Hampton, the Director of Growth Ministries. Welcome to the Praying with the Eyes podcast. Your hosts are Doug Bronner, Senior Pastor at Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Rochelle Hecker, Mom and Public Speaker. As an avid photographer, Doug combines the beauty of God's creation with the beauty of His Word in a Praying with the Eyes devotional blog. Today's discussion digs deeper into a topic that was first introduced in one of these blogs. Thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast. I have with me in studio today, the one, the only, the most holy reverend, Jeffrey Mines. And uh, you heard him last on the last podcast. If you listen, he chimed in for a bit with uh, Dan Hampton and me. Uh, we're recording this right after Memorial Day weekend. And uh, yeah, as soon as I said that, I'm, I have to concentrate. I don't know about you, Jeffrey, but I a lot of times will call Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, and Labor Day weekend, Memorial Day weekend. I, I don't do that so much, but today is Monday. I mean, I've, how many times have I said today, it, it's Monday, it's Monday, or tomorrow and Tuesday, but today is Tuesday, and I can't get my head wrapped around that. Well, yeah, earlier in the office, in my office, we were talking, and, and I said uh, how things went yesterday and when I meant Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so how was your Memorial Day weekend? Well, Amy was out of town. And Gavin was out of town. And so man was not meant to live alone. And so anytime Amy's gone, it's not always the greatest event in my life. But we did spend a lot of time, the kids and I spent a lot of time at uh, the Murphy's house. Uh, they're members here at Holy Cross, and we spent a lot of time out at their place. And, and they have great property, you know, 10 acres of wooded land, and our kids just run around constantly. Probably one of the highlights of the weekend, though, uh, Amy had just landed, and she was driving down to Colorado Springs. And uh, so she, we were all at the Murphy's, so she stopped in at the Murphy's. And they play this game at the Murphy's house where they play, they play tag with each other with bows and arrows <laughs> and so the dads versus the teenage sons and okay well so this help our audience understand that these bows and arrows don't have metal tips on them. no they're razor tipped <laughs> oh, razor tipped <laughs> <laughs> no they don't have metal tips on them they have like marshmallow tips on them yeah. i've seen um, those things those are fun they look yeah, really neat yeah so fun and so we just ran around the property shooting each other i got hit in the mouth right here yeah i can't tell Right here. So yeah. it does hurt. Man, it bled. It bled like crazy. Uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun running around and shooting each other with arrows. I got to play with my my grandkids uh, yesterday. On yesterday, okay, on Sunday and Monday. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, it's it's bad. I got to go fishing with Eli. So we're out at Lone Tree Reservoir up in Loveland, and it's a it's a. Um, it's not a trout-only lake. It's got a lot of different... It's a warm water... Uh, I think they call it warm water lake. So I caught a couple of perch, and, and all. And it was calm. It was just a beautiful night. Eli was goofball, as he usually is. And all of a sudden, the wind picked up. Mm. <laughs> our boat got tested as to how well it would do. Oh, you and, were in a boat. Yeah, we were, we were in our little porta boat, uh, 12-footer, and with our little 30-thrust electric motor on it. Okay. 
just slailed right through it. All right. Not bad. I got wet, but that's who cares? Oh, uh, yeah. Especially right. my kids. You know? Right. I think my son got me wet on purpose. But it was huh. great. It was, it was a great weekend, uh, especially when I can outfish my son. Oh. Joel didn't catch anything. Nothing. Both times. Wow. Both times. He had some on, on, on Sunday night, but neither of us had even a strike on on. Monday morning. I think the fish were taking a holiday too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the Praying with the Eyes podcast is a ministry of Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado. We would love for you to go to our website and find out more about what's happening here at Holy Cross. And now uh, we're still, we're not quite as refined as we want to be, but the sermons the Sunday morning sermon is now our video uh, of us preaching, and we're, we're still working on that. Jason Laird, our uh, our uh, uh, what do we call him around here anyway? I mean, it's, director it's, uh, of everything that we don't want to do. <laughs> Electronics, technology, technology ministries. Uh, he's working on it. Get get that done. And also on that website is now our vacation Bible school and registration. And if you are li- if you live in the Colorado Springs community, you have uh, children you'd love to to uh, share with us on those uh, for the weekday. It's the eleventh through. Or was it uh, June? I got it written down here. Let me let me get that straight here. It's uh, June 12th through the 16th. Now, I probably said that wrong. When Dan comes on with us, you'll have to correct me. He can clarify that. And this year, I am serving in the role of Paul. And I'm his jailer. And you are the uh, jailer who I will be chained to <laughs> all of Vacation Bible School. I say we remain in character, <laughs> and even after noon, yes. we stay in chain. Yeah, but there's nobody around you but staff. What, what kick would they get out of that? Right. They, well, they probably would. They probably they'd get that, a they, hoot, they, they, yeah. they, they think that's pretty funny. Yeah. The uh, If you uh, are looking for a daily devotional uh, to read, well, every day uh, we publish through the Praying with the Eyes website, a daily devotional blog written by eight of us, uh, and... Uh, they're short. They're based on scripture and a picture. And we'd love for you to go there to, to our website, prayingwiththeeyes.com. You can subscribe to it by clicking uh, or putting your, giving us your email up in the right-hand corner, and you'll get that sent to you every day. If you have questions for uh, Pastor Jeffrey and me and later uh, Pastor, uh, Pastor, I want to say, so he's the same nope, Pastor. Nope, he's a DC. DC, yeah. Dan uh, Hampton. Uh, you can qu- uh, send those emails to us at questions at prayingwiththeeyes.com. Com. Sometimes DCEs, you know, turn into pastors. Yeah, sometimes. But but, but Dan, he he seems pretty adamant that uh, I think so. There's no yes. way no, he's doing it's that. Not going to happen. Not not going to happen. Unlike you, I, I'm not going to push him either. I pushed yeah. you. Yeah, he seems very very uh, called to the he, education. He really I think that's really good for where we're at right now at Holy yeah. Cross and things happening here. Uh, God is doing amazing things here at Holy Cross, and and it kind of leads us into uh, where we're going today in this podcast. If you listen to the last podcast, uh, episode 48, you know that uh, there's three of us guys here that have ministry staff positions. Uh, We uh, are probably the upfront, outfront people, uh, but the rest of the staff here really supports us in what we do. But uh, you heard... Last episode, 
conversation I had with with Dan Hampton and then uh, our intern Aurora Boswick joined us and Jeffrey had joined us for the last segment uh, last week and we we have this three-legged stool of worship growth and service here at Holy Cross and so we're wanting to emphasize one of those areas during each one of these podcasts so we dealt with growth ministry last time we're dealing with worship ministry in this podcast and we'll talk about service ministry in our next podcast so this is episode 49 right now this is 49 and the next one is episode 50 50 Will you have like confetti and balloons like the 50th episode? <laughs> Do you have a special guest hey, coming you know, in? You know, actually, when you go back to the broadcast, it's episode 76. Hmm. There seems like there's a gap there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, why? We don't remember. You remember when, first of all, I was on with uh, the IB Network? Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did 26 episodes there before oh, we turned it okay. into a podcast. Yeah. And so total, there's 76, but some of those I think are lost in cyberspace. Uh-huh. I don't know where they're at. So anyway, Jeffrey, let's, uh, let's, we're going to talk about worship today. So you've been the director of worship ministry now for over a year. So kind of sum up what that year's been like for you. It, when Holy Cross considered transitioning me from education to worship, I, I was pretty nervous about that because I did I did not have any experience as a worship director. I'm mean, writing the worship services. I maybe had written one worship service a year when I was here or something. So very very minimal, um, no experience with the with the music groups that were here. So I so I was pretty nervous about that. So the first year has been, and, and I describe it this way all the time. It's like just chasing cats all the time here because you know you'll have one one musical group will want to play this song and so they email you and they say this is the song we're going to play but then when they rehearse it maybe the rehearsal doesn't go as well as they wanted to so they switch songs and then then they email you again and they say now we're switching songs or forget to email you or and then you got to go and then you got to go remember to go back and change that and and you wonder did I change it or did I not change it and so I'm constantly and I'm not a details guy you know you yeah yeah but you 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 work at it hard and you do a good job at it and so um so there's just a lot of changes you know you have this reader scheduled but that reader's out of town and so you got to put in a new reader and I you know a lot of those details sometimes I So miss. is it more detail than you thought there was going to be oh, with it? But hands down Far far more detail than I've ever dealt with in, yeah. well, in that's, okay. ministry. But I I would have thought in growth ministry because you're dealing with we're dealing with uh, uh, children's ministry, youth ministry, adult ministry. There's a lot of detail there too. Is it different detail or is it is it really just? I mean, the amount of detail is that much greater. I think there are more hands on deck in education ministry. So in education ministry, you have you have a more layers of people who are watching the details. So for example, like vacation Bible school, you've got Dan, but you've also got Aurora and Nikki and Pam, who is their administrative assistant. They're all watching the details. Then you've got this entire vacation Bible school planning leadership team and they're checking all the details. Yeah, I think you just hit on the head. As soon as you start time going, the difference is leadership. It is not as much leadership in worship ministry, uh, uh, yep. uh, from the from within the congregation, uh, you have you have directors, but for example, our celebration choir, 
You have a director. That's the leadership. There's not a core, there's not a, a group of four or five others who work with our director to be a leadership team for that. Right. Maybe there should be, but I can. So I, I get what you're talking about now. Yeah, that would make a big difference. Well, and just just this past Sunday, the the cover of the worship bulletin had the wrong date on it. It said May 21st instead of May. But you do know that happened before you were worship director. Well, sure. But, <laughs> but you know, there 28 people come up to you and point out to you that you have the wrong data. I, yeah, I know. I My fault. I'm sorry. We're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, I spend a lot of time going, mm, rats, I could have done that better. But Yeah, okay. So let's get off of that, that kind of... Um, aspect, but let's talk about joys for a second. What would you say has been some of your greatest joys this past year in being director of worship ministry? I've enjoyed some of the visual things that we've done at Holy Cross Lutheran Church. Um, I, I, I guess I never realized what a visual learner I was until as a director of worship ministries, I started doing a lot of visual things, which must mean that that's what my bent is towards, but we've added things like we, we have the changing image on the brick wall, and, and I really like uh, how we enhance the theme of every Sunday yeah, by doing that. Yeah, this last Sunday was able to draw that in, that picture that you put on the wall in, the, in my message. Right, the, the, the big, a big arm and hand of God there on the brick wall, and you could talk about that in the sermon. I've, I really loved how uh, we, in our sermons, we oftentimes have a a visual item for the congregation to see in addition to hearing what we're saying, but also to see the, the point we're trying to make. And and I think one of the things that we've had the most impact is adding these uh, two lights that uh, are in connection with the liturgical season. And they, that just really makes our altar area pop. And, um, Man, we've gotten a lot of feedback, positive feedback about that. So, what do you see as the future? You you've gotten through this year. You got to you've gotten the sense of yeah. the seasonal changes yeah. and where demands are. What do you see coming up yeah. this next year? Laser light shows, <laughs> uh, smoke machines. <laughs> yes, um, probably. You and I won't walk out from the back room anymore. I think from now on we will be lowered down. Okay. on cables that's going to take a little bit of work the cable's going to have to be pretty strong to hold me <laughs> <laughs> um, no the, the things that i think we're working on now is our online emphasis to to put worship services online and sermons online so that people can connect with them if people miss that they can connect with our website and through our facebook page um you and i are talking about um we've just recently put a, put these sermons online and they're 20 minute sermons right right but we're now discovering that people their attention span only kind of connects for about four minutes or less and so we put the entire 20 minute sermon on but they don't hear the whole thing so how do we now put a sermon on that's a four minute sermon beginning middle and end and so we can make our point almost like a devotional sermon so there's some online things that that I'm hoping to accomplish in the next year. What about the detail? You said that was a real struggle for you. Is there anything you want how, to get a better handle on, on dealing with the detail that's a part of your job? Well, I don't really have goals there. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll explain why. Because in worship ministry, we work with people. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And when you work with yeah. people, there will always be 
shifting parts and and things that that are moving and so we we have to do the best that we can and and hope that the lord fills in all the gaps you know the scripture came to mind because that's that's ministry period i mean all three of us in uh dan you and me we we in dealing with people things are always shifting but that image of uh that peter uses of living stones Mm, you know, they're not, they're, Peter, they're, yeah. they're, they're, things are shifting, things are changing. We are connected to each other, but there's still that fluid aspect of, of ministry. Uh, I've appreciated what you've brought to worship and especially challenging me uh, in my sermon preps, uh, preparation and uh, thinking of an object. This last Sunday was really tough. I had two funerals during the week that really drained me. And then, so I'm not, I'm to be very honest, I was not able to work on my putting my sermon together. I had the outline done and everything ahead of time, but I didn't until Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have an image at all until, uh, or an object that I was going to use until about 10 o'clock that night. Mm. I, no, I was probably earlier than that, but anyway, later in the evening and then finally came up with it. But it, it's, you know, I, I like that. I still like thinking that way. So when we come back uh, from the short break, Jeffrey, I'm going to go a little bit further. If you remember listening to Dan Hampton and my conversation in the last podcast, we're going to take that same direction. We're going to talk about this kind of this, some of the tension that exists uh, between our three-legged stool and uh, and and. Uh, pick Jeffrey's brain about that a little bit and then in the third segment uh, Dan's going to join us and we're going to go a little deeper even in that so we'll be back in a moment go Rockies are you looking for a place where you are welcomed as you are a place where your thoughts are welcomed as well as your doubts a place where you can talk about God without being judged then I invite you to join in the life-changing experience of Life Tree Cafe at Life Tree Cafe, you will spend an hour gathering with others to experience a host-led discussion over topics ranging from serious, fun, and quirky. For more information about Life Tree Cafe and for a location near you, visit their website at www.lifetreecafe.com. If you live in the Colorado Springs community, you are more than welcome to join us at Holy Cross for one of three Life Tree experiences on Monday or Tuesday over the lunch hour from 11:45 to 12:45 or on Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. Life Tree Cafe. Come join the conversation. If you have questions for Pastor Jeffrey and me and later Dan Hampton, please email us at questions at prayingwiththeeyes.com. We want to keep this conversation going with you. And you, those of you who know Jeffrey, I had to put that Go Rockies in there as they're only a half a game ahead at the time of this recording of the Dodgers. And he has this Dodger lanyard around his, uh, his uh, shoulders right now. And it's looking pretty grody. You know, you need to get a new one. That's, you've had that one for a long time. I have had this one for a long time. We I am going to wear this <laughs> until they win the World Series again. Um, you know how long the Cubs waited? Yeah, a long time. A long time. We swept them Yeah, this past weekend. Yeah, that was very disappointing to me following the Rockies. It's hard tonight because I'm going to the game with Joel to Mariners and yeah, let's and go Mariners. I know you you say that he's going to root for the Mariners, but I just I've, I I've listened to the Rockies too much. You know, it's, just, it's I'm so fickle because when it comes to the Broncos, I root for the Seahawks against the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You know why? I've been here longer. I've got. I never went to a Seahawks game. I never went to a Seahawks game. None of us know the answer to this. question. I don't either. I can't figure it out. But I I mean I 
I really enjoy the Rockies. I, I. Uh, it's tough for you because they're in the same division. If they were in the same division, it might be different for you. Yeah, because I go to Rockies games. I go to ten Rockies games a year. I uh, literally drafted Nolan Arenado with my number one overall pick in the Holy Cross Fantasy Baseball League this year. I, I. I love getting autographs from the Colorado Rockies, but my blood runs. Oh, blue. it does, and I and I think that's cool. Yeah. And we all have fun with you about that. Yeah, it's, it makes life interesting around here. As people have fun with me in the Seahawks. So anyway, uh, as I mentioned in the, earlier in uh, uh, this uh, in the first segment, and also in our last episode, we there's a three legged stool that we have here at Holy Cross of worship, growth, and service. Uh, Pastor Jeffrey is director of worship ministry. DC Dan Hampton is director of growth ministries. I'm director of uh, senior pastor, director of service ministry. And last time in episode 48, Dan and I talked about uh, uh, some questions that I had for him uh, con- concerning the relationship and the tension that's kind of there between uh, each leg of that stool. Uh, Jeffrey, let's talk for just a second about uh, the the tendency to become silos. I mean, because mm. you, you're, you're really focused, and I'm assuming in a human standpoint only, I know you see big pictures, but in a human standpoint, you say, well, worship is the most important thing we do here at Holy Cross. Yes. And Dan would say the same, and I would say the same about service. We each one of us saying, if you take that, if you take away what we do, the church is going to fall apart. And I think it probably would in in, in many senses because this all three legs go together. But I think it, it's there's a real tendency to become silos. We've had that issue here uh, at Holy Cross. Yeah. When like when I'll go into my office and only focus on just what I do, and you would do the same, and Dan would do the same. Then we realize that we don't have any connection with each other, and sometimes the things that we're doing are in conflict with one another. And so, the idea of getting out of the silo mentality here has been really beneficial to Holy Cross. I think one of the, where I see it the most has been in the time when it comes to budgeting. You know, and when you're when you're looking for okay, there's only so much money in this pot that we can budget, and when each one of us says, well, this ministry is really important to have to say in the, to step outside of my uh, sphere and say, what's best for the entire church. It may be that what you need the money for is more important than what I think is needed. And that's where it goes. And that's sure. That's where it becomes difficult and where you really see the silo mentality coming out is when it comes to distributing bucks. But fortunately we don't have it. So let's go back then to the issue here uh, uh, concerning, um, the relationship of, of worship ministry to the others. So how do you see worship ministry relating to growth ministry? Let's start there. How, how do these two relate to each other? And what kind of tension is there between the two of them? Well, uh, if there is any tension, you don't have to. Yeah, I, I, see, I see where uh, I'll just use uh, some worship times. Um, my hope is that when people would come to worship, let's say at eight o'clock that, you know, they come to the eight o'clock worship service that it's there in that experience that they are so overwhelmed by God's uh, generosity and goodness and grace to them that it would motivate them from the sanctuary into a Bible class so that they could learn more. I would say that that's the same for service as well in, in light of, everything that they have experienced in worship 
whether it's at eight or nine thirty or eleven o'clock, that that would motivate them into service uh, for God. One of my favorite conversations to have is um, our, about our hymnal. And uh, you, do you, you you remember the name of the hymnal? Starts with an L. <laughs> oh, Lutheran so, yeah. service book. Is yeah, Luther- yeah, yeah, right. I see, I'm, you know, I'm still, I for so many years with Lutheran worship, the blue hymnal. Right, right. But now it's the Lutheran service book. Yeah. And it, one of my favorite questions to ask people is, do you know why we call it the Lutheran service book? And the, You've done that in a sermon. The only answer that I've ever gotten is people say, well, because it's a book that contains all of our worship services, you know, whether it's uh, setting one or setting two or setting three or, or uh, you know, the, the good old one, you know, that was like, oh, Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare thy praise. So it, it contains all of our services. And so people say, well, that's why it's called the Lutheran service book. And the, the correct answer to that is because in that book, we have laid out before us all of the different ways that God is about to serve his people over this next period of time. See, that's, and we're going to get to this more in the fourth segment too. And when we talk about the blog that uh, I wrote a while back, that I, I think it's really, I don't know where, where this came in or if it's just a human nature type of thing. We think that what worship is, is all about us coming and us doing and this and, and right it, it, we, there's that aspect to it but the as what we miss is god is coming to us god is connecting with us yep. word and sacrament and, and and that's the most important part of worship god is about to serve us for this next period of time and and uh, we get to experience that service and then my hope is that the end of that uh, gift from God that we then would desire to uh, study more and that we would desire to uh, serve others more. It, and that's, that's true. I, th- I think that, that, but, but that's not, okay. So that brings me to the next question then. Why is it then, we're getting back to this area of growth ministry and a connection with worship. Why is it that people will attend worship and not dig deeper into God's word? Not be a part of a of a, a Bible study. Um, I'm not. I, I don't know what their devotional life is, so I can never because I'm not in their home seeing that. But what? Why? Why would people come to worship and then not want to dig deeper into God's Word? Mm-hmm. So these are opinions. I know. Okay. That's what I'm asking for. Okay. So it's my opinion that in the greater church whether it's in uh, the Lutheran church or whether it's in other denominations all across the board. I, I, th- I think that there is a tendency to come to worship because that's the tradition. That's what we did when we were growing up. Right. But because as a church, we have failed to teach the word of God in a practical 2017 this book that was written thousands of years ago, 2,000 years ago, or more thousands of years ago, that this book actually applies to my life today and mine out those truths, because we haven't done a great job of teaching God's word in that way, people don't see the relevancy. So they'll come to worship because that was the tradition, 
That's what their mom and dad did. So they do that now. But they don't study the word because the person who's presenting the word doesn't present it in a relative way. I think there's that aspect to it. And I just think, too, there's just in our humanness, uh, there are pride issues, too, that just keep us from from. And I guess I'm speaking my knowing myself, you know, um, and pride, is that the right word? I'm trying to figure, there's something that, that internally keeps me from doing it too, whether it's, I, I, I know there's that tradition aspect to it as well, and I agree with that. Well, you, I think you preached on it this Sunday too, that from First Peter, he prowls around like a roaring lion yeah, seeking yeah, who to, yeah, to devour. Right. And so Satan, the last thing he wants us to do is be in a relationship or connect with Christ. And so he tries to plant within our heart that, you know, there's other things you could be doing right now. I, I, I spoke about this recently uh, with the uh, temptation of Facebook where, you know, you roll out of bed and you get your cup of coffee. You've got, you're standing at a crossroad there. You, you've got an opportunity for some quiet time with the Lord or you can scroll through Facebook. And, the, you know, the easier thing to do is just to grab your smartphone and scroll through Facebook. The harder and far more beneficial thing to do is to spend time in the Word. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, you, you described me. Okay, it's a temptation. It is very much a temptation because I've gotten this routine. I get up in the morning, stretch, and then I go to the computer to post the praying with the eyes blog on Facebook. Well, you don't just post it on Facebook. What do you do? Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not on Facebook, but I'm finding some other place to go. Yeah, check the news, other things that are interesting. Yeah, yeah. The face, uh, how much face screen time? Excuse me. We do is amazing. There was a really good NPR. Um, uh, Ted Radio Hour uh, uh, radio sh- uh, program or podcast on this whole thing on on screen time, hmm. how much time we spend on the screen and and choices not to make that choice not to be on the screen. And my son Joel and I talked about that as we were out fishing yesterday. How easy it is for us, and we're trying not to. And so what did I do last night? My back was hurting. I'm in my my uh, um, zero gravity chair and. You're just scrolling, scrolling through my phone. Your thumb is getting a workout. It's getting a workout. So yeah. we talked about uh, worship and a little bit of service, but let's go a little further with service. What do you see as the relationship between worship and service ministry? Well, again, my hope is that what they experience by God's service to them would motivate them into the community to serve others. Uh, but then you run into that temptation again, because in our sinful nature, we want the world to serve us. We want other people to serve us because we enjoy the feeling of being served, right? So then that to, to, to be countercultural to that and to get out there and to serve other people, that would be the last thing that Satan wants us to do. And as you were talking there too, it seemed to me that we're talking about another level of commitment. So we've got three levels of commitment here in my walk with Christ. One is, okay, I'll come to worship. Okay, mm-hmm. and then uh, am I going to commit to digging deeper into God's word and to do that with brothers and sisters in Christ? And then am I going to commit to putting, doing something, being consciously, consciously doing something mm-hmm. uh, in the area of service? And I say it that way because I, I, I think there's so many unconscious things. This is a good thing, not a bad thing that people do as a response to God's love for them. You know, sure. and, and and I missed one today, by the way, and it, and it was still haunting me. So I was going in for my acupuncture treatment. There was nobody there, and uh, this lady was 
was coming out, there was, I say nobody, there's only a few people there because I got so early. And this lady's coming out with her walker and she's gone through double doors. She had another set of double doors to go through and I chose not to open the other door for her. And hmm. I, it would have been just real simple to do. Sure. And I, and I was conscious of it. And it's just like, why did I make that choice not to do that? Hmm. You know, so we, but we had those choices as well. But I think in, in terms of really figuring out what my, what, uh, my passion is for in in life, and I agree with you. I think that there's uh, worship and service are, are so uh, necessary, necessarily connected to each other, um, and in all three of these areas are. I'd really love about. to see see Sunday mornings being a a, a commitment to plug into. Uh, more than just one hour here, whether it's that you're going to plug into an hour of worship, but then plug into an hour of study or an hour of service. Yeah, because yeah. we can't we can't do this thing on Sunday morning without servants, you know, no, volunteers. Right, right. Or um, and, and if you're going to do an an hour or two here at Holy Cross with an hour of of worship, an hour of the study of God's word, you know, all all we're asking for would be like one more hour of, throughout the week of service to somebody, whether that's visiting someone at the hospital or sitting with someone while they're in rehab or visiting one of our shut-ins or uh, finding any one of the local um, uh, service opportunities here in Colorado Springs to plug into for one hour a week. You know, I'll go watch a movie. That's a two-hour investment. Yeah, and there, or I will make it even ugly and easier when I'm talking about myself here is I'll, I'll sit in my chair and watch TV for three hours. Sure. And that's a simple commitment. It's just a, but it's a commitment. I'm making a choice, right? To do it. And, and, you're, and being uh, conscious of that. And we'll probably get into more of that next week when we talk about service ministry as well. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to be joined by Dan Hampton. And we're going to talk a little bit about the same issues we're talking about right now. But having Dan in here to get his input as well. We'll be back in a moment. At Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado, we encourage those who hunger to be nourished by God. We believe that true nourishment for our lives is met in our Creator and Redeemer God. At Holy Cross, we proclaim the message that our God desires intimacy with us through His Son, Jesus Christ, and that worship is an experience of this intimacy. To find out more about our worship styles and times, visit our website at www.holycrosscs.org. That again is holycrosscs.org. And if you don't live in the Colorado Springs community or you are part of a different Christian community, we encourage you to join with God's people as He nourishes His relationship with you. As always, we want to remind you that you can email us at uh, praying, uh, questions at prayingwiththeeyes.com. It's questions at prayingwiththeeyes.com. We'd love to hear from you. Joining us in this segment is our director of growth ministries, who I tried to make a pastor in the first segment. Sorry about that, Dan. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah so we kind of said that. Yeah, You really don't want to be a, <laughs> a pastor. Nope. Teacher, not a preacher. Yeah. Have you noticed that ever since Dan has gotten to Holy Cross and is on staff that how wonky our stool is now because one leg is a little bit taller so much taller yeah. than the other ones yeah 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 it's kind of like this you know people can't see this but i'm gonna do it anyway this this and this right yeah yeah, yeah. i'm the short one aren't i yeah you're the short one that was hurtful that was what we talked about in the last time we picked ourselves out as uh as those sheep i can always be sheep. on my knees no you're still then. taller than jeffrey 
All right, look, this better turn around or I'm throwing my headset down. Have you ever noticed whenever there's three, there's always one that gets picked on? Yeah. I thought for once I would get be, be the assertive one here and not be the one being picked on. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk, there's still talk about worship, and, but we're going we're gonna to be much more general now talking about all three areas of worship, growth, and service. And uh, I pose the same question to each one of us as we sit around this table. And Dan, we're going to start with you since you were on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you believe would be missing from worship and serving uh, if people didn't dig deeper into God's word and grow in their in their faith, what do you think would be missing? Well, I think you would be missing the deeper levels of discipleship. Like take for instance when Paul tells uh, one of the churches he's writing in his letters that uh, you need to move from spiritual milk to solid food. Uh, I think that's kind of one of the reasons why we have further discipleship is you know discipleship just never ends. Uh, growth ministries never end. It's always continually. Uh, getting closer and closer to God. That's uh, the process we call sanctification, living that life holy. And so while worship, I believe, is how God meets us through his word and through his sacrament, uh, we then learn more about what that means for our life through growth. So without, um, let me go back to the question. What was missing from worship? If growth didn't happen, what would be missing? I think uh, greater spiritual depth would be missing. Totally agree. Because if you think about writing a sermon, the challenge that you and I have is we we have to preach to the person who's been a Lutheran for 70 years and has been studying the Word of God, and at the same time, you have to preach to someone who has just recently come into the church, has just recently learned about Jesus, and, and we have to preach to both of them. That's a hard task. Which means we really have to lean towards the new Christian so that we don't lose them, which means that the, the, the Christian that's been... Uh, in the faith for decades, they need more than we can oftentimes offer in a sermon. That's where growth ministry comes in. Exactly. Yeah. Jeffrey, do you think about that when you're writing a sermon? I don't. I think I'm got the point. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm I'm going. That's true. And I, I think I, I get into such a rut of how I prepare a sermon. I need to be more conscious of that. I ponder it because there's an individual in the church that that is relatively new to the faith and to our church and I, I oftentimes when I'm writing something wonder how will this person hear that mm-hmm. and and or if I want this person to hear that which I want every person to hear it how do I need to communicate in a way that I don't lose them and so the aspect then with uh, growth ministry adding to worship is to be able to go Okay, for example, let's, let's say we didn't do this, but we did have we had chosen to do this. We're going to uh, be preaching on on First Peter during the season of Easter, but we're also going to take on the the book and aspects of the book. We're not going to get in those sermons, and we're going to dig deeper in a Bible class. Yes, and then you're getting more to do of something that. like that. Yeah, that'd be really cool to have a connection then between worship and growth, where we're bridging that gap, where we're encouraging people in worship to then find a deeper level of understanding through small group Bible study. I think I've heard the word bridge at Holy Cross Lutheran Church more in the last <laughs> six to eight months. Yeah, with me, you get tension. With Dan, you get bridge. And what do we get with you? Dodgers. Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about, the, so we're talking about worship. What about serving? I, you get to answer the question, why, through growth. 
sure, we can serve, and people can volunteer for all kinds of things as a way to give back, but I believe it ultimately comes back to why are you serving? What is your um, motivation to? Uh, some people I know that maybe uh, are not Christians or, or don't have a real good understanding are doing it because they, they care about people, which is great, but as Christians, we know, and in serving, we are modeling what Christ did for us. He came not as a Lord over us, but as a servant. And so through growth ministries, that's where we teach people about why service is an important part and why should we should continue to uh, serve all those people around us. So that's how I see if you didn't have the growth aspect, you'd be serving, which would be great. You know, people are a lot out there who care about each other, but why? Well, and I, go, I would go just a step further than that because I, I, when I dig deeper into God's word, I see that it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And how much of serving is about, and you hear it on television everywhere, making me as a server feel good that I'm serving. Yeah. And and sometimes it doesn't feel good to serve. And, and yet we serve and begin to realize serving is a reflection of, of Christ. And, and that adds a whole different dimension to it. Absolutely. Because then it's not a response to make you feel good. It's not about you at all. It's about giving back uh, and serving God. And worshiping God. So, um, see what I did there? I, I brought it back. That's very good. That's you very bridged good. it back to worship. <laughs> it's which is where we're going next. So, okay. Jeffrey, same question to you. But it, uh, what do you believe would be missing from Bible study and serving if people are not in worship? So, I'm going to say something that I haven't really been public about. But I've been, I've been. Uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous right now. I've been doing some <laughs> closet. Curious. I've been doing some closet. I knew that word was coming. <laughs> closet stuff in yeah, my okay, life that okay. that I'm not really haven't been talking um, about. But um, <laughs> on my calendar in September is the Colorado Springs Marathon. Well, I, I was aware of that. Well, but I, it's only close people know that. Okay. Wow. I mean, it's just not. I feel honored. It's not a public thing. Uh, be, and mainly because I don't want to fail at it and for the world <laughs> to know, right? So <clears throat> uh, I'm to the point now in my training where I'm supposed to now, when I run, I, I'm taking fluids with me, water with me, right? That makes sense. But now I'm to the point where I'm actually taking meals with me, food uh, with me while I'm running, which that, that's actually, I mean, that's wow. great. I mean, you get to take food. I mean, that's, you get, it's like a, like a granola bar or something or, well, kinda, I mean, so, uh, I have a, a mentor who's here at this church who, who runs marathons all the time and he's been training me about how to prepare uh-huh. for marathons. And so he said, what you have to do is you have to find out the, the food that they're going to serve on the run on the marathon. They serve food? On they do. Really? As you're running along, you get to a mile marker and they hand you water or yeah. they hand you a uh, electrolyte drink and they also have hand you snacks. I did not know Bars. That. I knew water. And, and I'm never going to know that because I really don't want to And so anyway, he, he emailed me the other day and he said, hey, they're, they're serving M&Ms on the trail at the marathon. And I thought, what? That's great. You know, M&M's and they said yeah it's just candy it's just a boost of energy to get you to the next Mm -hmm. thing the whole point the whole reason I'm talking about this is because if you aren't getting the nourishment and the nutrition through worship then I don't think 
God's people will have the energy for study and for service. And so I, I think that you come to worship so that you can allow God to serve us through uh, the confession and absolution, through the reading of his word, through the gift of baptism, through the gift of his body and his blood, the gift of mutual encouragement with one another. Uh, then, uh, his blessing, then after being nourished, now you can go forward into study and into service of others. Absolutely. I, I, I was told once when I asked the question, because I used to wonder, like, what's the point? I mean, if you go to Bible study, you go to worship. I mean, is one better than the other, or can't you just do Bible study, or can't you just do worship? Like, does, does it really matter? And a person told me who was much, much wiser than I am, said, well, Dan, can you remember what you had for dinner last night? I remember telling you this. Yeah, Was it you who told me this? I don't know. You said it was much wiser, so I just yeah. assumed, <laughs> it was, I assumed it was me. Thanks, thanks for uh, ruining the story, Jeffrey. But anyway, what you had for so, yeah, yeah. like dinner. I can, I can tell you what I had for dinner last night. So, well, what about uh, three nights ago? Uh, think back a little bit and go, I think I can remember. And then he says, can you tell me every meal you ever had, what you had? Like, well, no, I don't remember every single meal. Um, but what would have happened if I hadn't eaten? He said, well, I would have been very hungry. And the same thing is true for worship, exactly what you said. If, we, if we're if we not in uh, God's word in worship, where he is coming to us and meeting us through his word and sacrament, then we are going to be hungry. I don't think worship is more important than Bible study, and I don't think worship is more important than service, but I do think worship is step one. Mm-hmm. Why? So that you can receive that nourishment to go out and serve, so you can re- receive the motivation to go out and study. But what about the person who doesn't know that? Like, think about the person walking right into the church. What about if they just giving them a Bible? Wouldn't you say that could be? Or understand who Jesus is before they ever receive his, his body and blood or mm-hmm. his nourishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. But at the same time, moving towards discipleship, uh-huh. my hope is that we would move them from that spiritual milk of who is Jesus and what is worship into step one of worship and then that motivation into the study of God's word. Sure, absolutely. I can agree. So I'm going to take on service ministry now since that's my area. And what I feel would be missing from uh from worship and from growth ministry if, if people aren't serving the Lord. And I think there's a context that serving gives to both worship and Bible study that uh, without it, it just it's, it's all navel-gazing eventually, and it's just all about me. Service puts it in the context of uh, what, we, what God does for us in worship, and as we dig deeper into his word, now it's a we've you and I've hit about this already in the podcast. It becomes that natural outgrowth of what we do. It's it's what we we ought to do. And if I don't, if I'm not serving, then um, I think there's something. It reflects also on worship, and I think it reflects on my uh, not digging deeper into the word. Uh, the the rubber meets the road. And I know both of you, I think, kind of like the sign that some churches have, and you're entering the mission field mm-hmm. as you leave church, as you leave the sanctuary. Uh, you, not, not so much. You know. I, I don't It doesn't affect me. Okay. But you, I, so you, you do. I like it, but I also, like, there was one church I was at. It wasn't the sign that was outside. Uh, it was posted on both sides of the, the door. Okay. Huh. The idea like that. when you go in and when, when you, you go come out? And when you come out, because 
we are in the mission field in our church, uh, you think about Sunday school teachers or uh, VBS is a big thing on my mind right now. You know, that's happening here at Holy Cross. Uh, the mission field is here where people are, are coming to hear the word, but it's also just as much outside the doors. So and, I liked it. I liked and that it again, was both ways. A, for me, it's a different context. And so the context yeah. now is my family, uh, my neighborhood, my city, in the world. I mean, it's just, it, it puts it into a context. And, and I think, um, and, and I believe that within Bible study especially, I think it gives substance to what you're studying. And, and, and it says now, it, it's something I've got, I, I'm, I've, I've heard, I'm trying to think of a good scripture to, that maybe to dig into. Um, this Sunday, okay, Jeffrey, you're talking about, you, you quoted already from the Sunday sermon about the, uh, be sober, be watchful, your adversary, the devil, uh, is prowling like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And digging deeper with that is that's that is it's here in worship too because Satan wants to distract me. Absolutely. But it's there's I'm gonna that's out there for me and and to understand that when I'm at home, when I'm at, at work, uh, Satan is trying to devour me there as I live out my Christian life and I think service helps us put that into context as well. So uh, we're gonna take a break and when we come back from this this break we're gonna talk about a blog that I wrote uh, a couple of years ago, I believe. Had to be, it had to be about three years ago almost, uh, called A Place to Gather and Connect. Uh, we're gonna reflect on some experience I had in Honduras and about the community there as we think about the context of worship specifically again in this uh, fourth segment. We'll be back in a moment. Are you looking for a place where you are welcomed as you are? A place where your thoughts are welcomed as well as your doubts? place where you can talk about God without being judged, then I invite you to join in the life-changing experience of Life Tree Cafe. At Life Tree Cafe, you will spend an hour gathering with others to experience a host-led discussion over topics ranging from serious, fun, and quirky. For more information about Life Tree Cafe and for a location near you, visit their website at www.lifetreecafe.com. If you live in the Colorado Springs community, you are more than welcome to join us at Holy Cross for one of three Life Tree experiences on Monday or Tuesday over the lunch hour from 1145 to 1245 or on Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. Life Tree Cafe. Come join the conversation. We hope that you will feel free to email us if you have any questions at questions at prayingwiththeeyes.com. Again, it's questions at prayingwiththeeyes.com. So I've made three trips to Honduras so far. Jeffrey, you've made one. One, and Dan, you haven't made any. Zero. Zero, but you are going to Peru, not this summer, but next, uh, yeah, next, next summer. summer. And That'll uh, be my first uh, out-of-the-country mission trip. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been out of the country before? Does Canada count? No. Well, yes, then, it counts, but, you know. <laughs> well, I went, went on a honeymoon, but we were in the, an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean. So I'm not really sure that counts either. No, because everybody speaks English there, and most uh, of them are from, or from Europe. Or I'm Oh, yeah, a lot of people are from Europe. Yeah. But, yeah, so really, I mean, in, in my kind of world, I've never really been out of the United States. Jeffrey, you had that experience. Because you, when you went to Honduras, no, Peru was your first out of, really out yeah. of country experience mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Uh, it, what what did that how did that affect you i just followed the group as closely as i could we had a leader and i just hung out in that person's back pocket the entire time cuz i i just had this concept of getting lost 
out there. Now, it, it for the first couple of days. After the first couple of days, I settled down. But yeah, I was really nervous about leaving the country. Yeah, you you went that way with the second trip. I went with you on the second trip to Peru. No, that wasn't not at all. Experience at all. In fact, you uh, have you heard the story about the soccer match, Dan? No, oh. no, I don't think Je- I Jeffrey, why did you, from your perspective, tell us about the soccer match first night? Well, we're, so we're on this boat, and we're traveling up and down the river to get to the village that we're eventually going to get to. And we've been on the boat for several hours. And, and I love that boat. I love being on that boat. That's one of my favorite places in the entire world. Even but, when a poison snake crawls on it. But you, you are... <laughs> You are there to connect with the people of Peru, and we're just on this boat with each other waiting to get to the village. So I, we docked for a second, and, and we dock occasionally along the river just so that our leaders can buy some of the food from the different villages, uh-huh. again, while we're trying to get to the village where we're going to work. And we docked for a second, and I could see from the top uh, level of the boat that there were some kids off on the, in the distance playing soccer. He thought they were kids. Yeah, well, there were teenagers, you know, playing soccer. And some so adults. I grabbed some of our teenagers and I said, hey, let's go play soccer with them. And uh, we all jump off the boat and we go up the hill and we take off. And our leader, who is our, our Peruvian leader, he's he's wondering, what are they doing? Where are they going? They need to stop. Well, I, I was already up in the field right. with our kids. And I was like, hey, let's let's play soccer, football. <laughs> See, and they said, "Sure, but it's going to cost you." Winner, <laughs> winner gets. I don't know how much it was. I think it was like twenty bucks. It was twenty bucks on our end, and <laughs> oh, and, really? uh, and so by that time, our Peruvian leader got up to the field, and he was like, "What? No, stop! What are you guys doing?" And so I was like, "We're playing soccer." And so we play. We get trounced. You know, we get oh, yeah. trounced immediately. We got to pay up and. Then they want to play double for nothing, you know, which, you know, we were always, <laughs> but uh, it was a great experience. So from, from hanging on to the leader shirt tail to Let's go play recklessly soccer. playing soccer. But okay. the cool thing about that village that our leader explained is he said he's been trying to get into that village for years and he hasn't been able to get into that village with the gospel and we just went up in there and then he ended up playing soccer with us too, which I hope was a connection for yeah, him. Yeah, we then. haven't found back. I heard back if that if he's yeah, been that's, a, that's a cool story though. Yeah, it is, it is. But anyway, so uh, in the, my second trip to Honduras, we were walking on a Saturday evening downtown and just hanging out. It's it's really neat to do that. And the, the time is is totally different in Le Rique than it is in the United States and people talking to each other and so forth. And we went by a bunch of shops. So I took this picture, which you'll find in the show notes if you go to uh, the Praying With The Eyes website, prayingwiththeeyes.com, and the banner there, you click on episode 49, you'll go to the show notes. And this picture is there of the marketplace where fruit and vegetables were being sold by people. And it seemed to me that there were more conversations going on than uh, than um, selling of any fruits or vegetables. And I thought about that in terms of connecting and the struggle we have to connect in uh, the Christian community. The Bible passage I, I connected with that picture and then I wrote the devotion on is from 1 John 4, verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So... 
love in the context of worship and connecting with each other. We know it's important to connect that God imports, uh, that God connects with us in worship. But why do we find it so difficult to connect with other people in the context of worship? We have those. Uh, we have that experience on Sunday morning where we greet one another and we shake mm-hmm. hands, or you know, in some churches they say that you should uh, share the peace of Christ with one another. Actually, and First Peter suggests that we should kiss one another with a holy kiss. You know, I've been trying to get that started here at Holy Cross. <laughs> and actually, Paul said the same thing. I don't remember which letter he said. Yeah. So two yeah. apostles mention it, and yet we still don't do it. But uh, so I've been trying to initiate that here. Did you know that there are people who at Holy Cross Lutheran Church, coordinate their worship arrival to come into the sanctuary after that is over. Yep. They, they, they're always late mm-hmm. to worship. And, and I, I asked them one time, I was like, why, you know, why are you always late? And they said, we, we cannot stand that greet one another time. So we, we come seven minutes late so that we can miss that. Yeah, if you're a very introverted person who doesn't like touching or being touched by others or having to interact in a large group setting, yeah, it's very uncomfortable for those type of individuals. Unlike your young daughter who would stop coming to worship if we cut it out. Probably. I think Abby would not be happy. This Sunday, I'd like, where'd she go? And then she's like two aisles over, (laughs) (laughs) shaking everyone's hand and just saying, hi. (laughs) Okay, that's one we can, but maybe we don't even know what it means to connect in worship. With other people. And when we sing hymns, we are singing hymns. I mean, they're not all solos. I mean, we are as if in one voice collectively singing this hymn of praise to God. Right? So that's a connection point as well. When we commune with one another, what's the, what's the root of the word commune? Community. Right. And, and what's the root of the word Community. You it starts with the U, the T, and then and so when we commune with one another, even though it's hundreds of people who are going up to communion every Sunday, we are one body of people communing and receiving the gifts. Okay, but are are our members aware of that? Are you and I aware of that on Sunday morning when we're sitting or or kneeling at the communion rail or when we're coming up to receive it? Uh, Are we aware that that's what's happening? It is happening. We are being connected. I understand that. But on a cognitive level, are we really aware of that? It's why the peace of Christ exists in worship. If, if, if the, some people don't know that either. If you're going to have communion in worship, you need to, prior to that, allow an opportunity for uh, the, the peace of Christ or to, to greet one another. Because if there is a conflict among two of you in the church, Prior to communion, that is the point that they should step out, find a hallway, talk it out, and seek resolution prior to communion. Mm-hmm. In the way we set up worship, that's not going to happen, even with our connecting time. We would have to say it, and we would have to make it intentional. You know, there's a sermon in that, though. No, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that text comes up sometime sure. that, that deals with sure. leaving your gift at the altar. Yeah. Um, One of the barriers I see sometimes to that idea is the way that our churches are set up, just the architecture in in and of itself. We are focused, and rightly so, on the cross or the altar, but when you're sitting in rows, you're not really able to be cognizant of the entire church 
in this church, I think is, has some great, cause you have kind of a, uh, whatever, you know, pie shape more or less. So you can see other people as you're worshiping, but if you're uh, maybe a traditional architecture, you're looking straight forward. All you see is the back of people's heads. And if you think about group dynamics, right, right. that's, that's awful for creating any kind of unity feel. Uh, there was one church I was at one time. I thought it was really weird at first, but then I kind of liked it. Uh, the altar was the center. They worship in the round. And they were in the round. And yeah. I was like, whoa, this is different. But it was kind of cool. Hard for the pastor who was preaching. In yeah, yeah man, that makes but, it, the <laughs> preaching aspect makes it difficult. The, yeah. that's, that's a conflict you run into. That's why the semicircle is probably the best of those mm-hmm. options because – it is for for communion. It's fantastic to be have that altar in the middle. Yeah. But for preaching, it's the opposite. When you <laughs> preach in the round, fifty percent of the congregation has a terrible view. Yeah, absolutely. Especially at me, it's not well, the side of me I want. I remember there was a see. national youth gathering, uh, you know, which is a gathering thirty five thousand in Florida youth, uh, that did it in the round, and that was a really cool to see. I mean, to see all those people was pretty awesome. Yeah, and I think that, that that, but maybe we ought to define what we mean by connect. What does it mean to really connect with somebody else? I'd say, I mean, sharing part of your life with another person would be how I would define it in worship. Okay. So how can we do that in worship? And to what level should we do that in worship? Mm-hmm. You know, is, is worship a place uh, where I'm going to tell you my deepest, darkest parts of my life well, the point of worship is for god to connect with us right? right right but there's no sin in connecting with one another in worship yeah but okay go but so, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be the focus of why we worship oh no no it's not so yeah definitely uh, definitely not the focus but when i look at acts chapter two after pentecost and what how that early christian community uh connect with each other and it seems like they connected also within the context of worship well but what it says in the greek there is that they actually did that during coffee hour <laughs> oh that's right i forgot that that's what right. yeah uh, it's a actually it's a variant text yeah that's out there it was that was in the koine tradition and they got you know if you look in the footnotes they kind of they covered in the footnotes yeah, that yeah. was that was during coffee hour <laughs> <laughs> is that in the lutheran study bible um <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the message. Oh, it's the message. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think maybe the problem here is we segment, segment out too much worship and growth and service into their own categories and their own silos again, and where we really ought to see this continuity between them, you know, and that maybe the connecting takes place better within, I'm not sure as you're studying God's word, it can, if it's a small group, probably. But it can also happen within service ministry. Oh, absolutely. When you're shoulder to shoulder with people. Like the connections make it when I go to Honduras, you know, with a team that's going down there. It's pretty special, you know, and to just, and, and, and of course, I'm, I'm handicapped when I wear the title pastor because kind of what you're expected to do. I don't think I feel that way that much with the team here. But to see them, them connecting with each other. On a, on, a, on a deep level when they have evenings when they're uh, we're not doing something they're, they're talking about what's going on in their life and stuff so uh, I, I just think that we, we, we that connection is important it's not just between me and God it's me God and you so that really kind of gets to the question should worship be a place where people connect with each other yes but that's not the point 
right? I would say it, it definitely is a place because think about our culture. If you're not connecting with people, I mean, this is just being honest. I don't think people are as likely to go to a church where they don't feel a connection with people in worship on some level. If they're, if they're not greeted at the door, if they, people don't remember their name, if they don't feel welcomed, they're not going to come to the church. That's just the culture we live in today. I see a lot of connecting happening. You're talking, you know, we kind of laugh about the coffee hour thing, but especially after our 11 o'clock worship service here, I look around and people are connecting with each other. They stay in the sanctuary for a long time. Yeah, I wonder, do they not have anywhere to go? (laughs) (laughs) They're just loitering in the sanctuary for sometimes half an hour. Yeah, yeah, they're just connecting with each other. That's, That's a pretty cool thing. Honestly, yeah, there was connecting with one family where there's a, a couple that's having both the husband and wife having serious health issues, mm-hmm. you know, and they're talking with their best friends that sit behind them, you know, and and it, that's that that I think it, it, it's not the worship serve us is over, but there's still it's an outflow of it, sure, and, and connecting. Agree. Well, it's good to have you join us on this podcast. Good to have Jeffrey and Dan with us. We're going to be back one more time in part three when we'll talk about service uh, ministry. And one of these two dudes that's sitting across me is uh, they're right now doing rock, paper, scissors to see who that was scissors, paper. That's really good. Ah, Dan has to interview me. You lost. <laughs> I was kind of wondering, wait, what's the loser? <laughs> you knew. Anyway, one of them is going to talk to me about my uh, about service ministry in the same context. Hope you'll join us for that. The, the Praying with the Eyes podcast is a ministry of Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, where the three of us are blessed to be uh, serving our Lord in this community. You can find out more about us at... Uh, www.holycrosscs.org and Dan we have Vacation Bible School coming up why don't you it's going to be amazing Uh, mainly because these two other gentlemen are going to be part of it which I'm really excited about uh, as they're going to be having a very significant role and to find out you better come Uh, so Uh, not spoiler alert he already told them what all right (laughs) (laughs) about our our Vacation Bible School and what so you're going to be chained to me Yep. Yeah. So well, anyway, to see that, that fun and also to be just have an amazing uh, experience where this year we're going to be really diving into what it was like for the early Christians, for Paul and that underground church uh, who experienced a lot of persecution. And we know our world today, there's a lot of persecution. And so all the kids who come are going to be encouraged to, sh- to learn more about that and share their faith. So I like this Vacation Battle School because it's not just them coming, singing songs, having a craft and going home. They're going to be active participants uh, and learning throughout this week. And the dates? That's going to be happening on June 12th to 16th, which is less than two weeks away. Uh, So if you would like to be part of that, go ahead and go to holycrosscs.org, and there is a link right there on the front page for you to register your child. Or if you are wanting to help us out and become a partner in ministry as an adult volunteer, uh, you can also do that there as well. And you can connect with us here at Holy Cross if you live in the Holy Cross community by attending worship here. We'd love to have you come if you don't already have a church home. We worship at 8 o'clock, 9.30, and 11 on Sunday mornings. Love to have you come by. And if you're from out of town, you're traveling through town on vacation this summer, and you happen to be staying in Colorado Springs, please stop by and uh, say hi to to us. We'd love to have you uh, worship with us. You can go again to the Praying with the Eyes website, prayingwiththeeyes.com, and you can find daily devotional blogs there to 
walk you through the day. And on Monday mornings, not every Monday morning, but when uh, uh, the Spirit moves me, most Monday mornings, I do a Monday morning muse and just have fun with that. You can find that also at the, uh, the Holy Cross uh, uh, website at holycrosscs.org. It posts there. And I look forward to connecting with you that way. So next, next time, part three, we'll talk about service ministry. Look forward to you being with us next podcast. Thank you for joining us today on this edition of the Praying with the Eyes podcast. These podcasts are produced by Jason Laird Productions, which you can find online at jasonlairdproductions.com. For thoughts and questions that you might have, please email Doug. That is questions at prayingwiththeeyes.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Praying with the Eyes podcast on iTunes as well as post a review. We invite you to tell a friend about today's podcast by posting a link on your social media accounts. We look forward to being with you in our next episode.